You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 9, verse 5, For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise. Can somebody say confused noise? And garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise. I hope that I do not confuse you here tonight. But I do believe that the Lord has given me a word for this church. And so if you allow me to for a few more moments, I want to preach to you on this subject. Confusing the enemy. Confusing the enemy. One more time. Can you lift up your voices and can you make a joyful noise unto the Lord? Can somebody... Begin to shout praises unto his name. Lord, we love you, Jesus, and we magnify you. We give your name all the praise. For you are worthy. You are the one that shed your precious blood, your innocent, sinless blood, so that we can be forgiven, so that we can feel what we feel here tonight. So, Lord, we come to give you praise. Anoint the ministry of your word tonight. Anoint this congregation to hear your word, to receive your word, to respond to your word. Anoint your servant. And with this three, four quarter of anointing, may every yoke of bondage be destroyed in Jesus' name. Can somebody shout in Jesus' name? One more time, can you clap your hands into the name of the Lord as you're being seated? Can somebody shout glory? glory? How many of you know here tonight, how many of you know that Jesus is in the house? And that when Jesus is in the house, there ought to be praise. Somebody should make some noise when Jesus is in the house. And the reason why you should is because your praise of him helps spread the good news about him. Let me say that again. The reason why there should be noise when Jesus is in the house. The reason why there should be praise is because your praise of him Help spread the good news about him. It lets others know that Jesus is here. It helps spread the news. It helps spread the word to the community that Jesus is in the neighborhood. He's down the block and around the corner. If you need to have an encounter with him, he's in the house. That's what your praise tells the city. The Bible tells us that when Jesus returned to Capernaum, After being gone for a few days, Mark records it in chapter 2 and verse number 1, that it was noised that Jesus was in the house. Word began to travel fast that Jesus was back in the house. Something good was going to happen. The reason why the word spread so quick is because of the positive things that people were saying about him. Can I remind somebody here tonight that when you praise God, When you speak words of adoration and exaltation to him, they are welcoming to his presence and they are compelling to those who are trying to find God. When you begin to open up your mouth and release your faith through praise, it is welcomed by the very presence of God that we seek. But not only that, but it causes those who are in the pews who might not know the Lord, but are looking and searching for something more. They're going beyond just mere religion, but they're wondering deep down on the inside, is this really real? Your praise can compel them, amen, to let them know that 
God is here. And if Jesus is in the house, uh, he can meet any need. Uh, he can change any life. Uh, he can transform anybody. He can save any soul. Uh, he can heal any sickness, any disease. Uh, he can give somebody a miracle if you believe that once again. Uh, can somebody shout hallelujah? It wasn't just the fact that Jesus was in the house that drew people. We know that when he's in the house, he's up to something, something good, something wonderful, something supernatural and miraculous. But it wasn't just the fact that Jesus was in the house that drew the people around town. But the fact that it was noised that he was in the house. Can I submit to CTK that when you praise God, you're sharing your faith. And being a witness unto the Lord. That's why I believe, amen, that it's very important to open up your mouth and praise God. You might not be able to lift up your voice as loud as others. Amen. As I was uh, um, getting ready this morning for service, making my way, I stopped by the front desk and I asked for a little pad so I could write my scriptures down for the media team who's doing a great job. And uh, the precious lady working behind the counter reached for a pen and she said, you can just keep this pen. And uh, I stood there, and she said, oh, or do you need something else? I said, actually, I need the pad, the, the little notepad. And she said, your voice is so low, I couldn't hear you. I said, you know what? I don't have a big booming voice, but the voice that I have, I understand the scripture that says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Does anybody have a voice here tonight? Can you lift your voice once again, and can you praise the Lord? Seven times. The Bible instructs us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It tells us in Psalm 66, verse number 1, make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. In Psalms 81, verse 1, it says, sing loud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. In Psalms 95, verses 1 and 2, it says, O come, let us sing <clears throat> unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. Can somebody say a joyful noise? <clears throat> make a joyful noise, <clears throat> excuse me, to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise. Can somebody say a joyful noise? Make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. The Bible says in Psalms 98 verses 4 and 6, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise with trumpets and the sound of the cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. And then in Psalms 100, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Can somebody shout a joyful noise? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endure to all generations. Has anybody come to make a joyful noise unto the Lord that's been good to you? Does anybody believe that his mercy endures forever? Amen. One more time. Can you clap your hands and can somebody just make a joyful noise unto the Lord? Something happens when you praise God. Something happens when you make a joyful noise unto the Lord. 
Praise prepares the heart for what the Lord wants to say and do. It sets the table for the miraculous. Mark continues on to tell us in his writings in chapter 2 that there were so many that gathered and crowded in and around the door that there was no more room around that door. As Jesus began to preach the word to them, the Bible tells us that he didn't just give them a sermonette for Christianettes. He wasn't just sharing them another Bible story. But Luke tells us that the reason why Jesus was in the house was because the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The reason why Jesus began to preach the word to them it's because, amen, he was about to do something miraculous. His presence was manifested. God in flesh was in the house so that he could heal them. Who was Luke referring to when he said them? The Bible tells us it was the Pharisees and the doctors of the law. It was the religious elite, the people who knew the word of God. The power of the Lord was present to heal them, but they missed out. Turns to mind, tell them they missed out. Yet four men who understood that when Jesus is in the house and praise has gone out, that power, the power of his presence can do something miraculous. The Bible says that they took their friends, amen, who was sick of the palsy, who was paralyzed, who could not do anything for himself because of his condition. The Bible says that they began to make their way to Jesus. They went on top of the roof and tore off the rooftop and let their friend down to the master. And when he saw their faith, he not only forgave the man, but he also told him, arise, take up your cot and go home. Ladies and gentlemen, their friend left that day with a miracle because their faith matched their praise. And it connected with God's timing and purpose to release the miracle working power needed to heal their friend. Ladies and gentlemen, amen, when their faith matched the praise. And when they understood that the power of the Lord, that Jesus was in the house uh, for a purpose and a reason. Uh, it released the miracle working power for their friend to be healed. I come to tell somebody here tonight that praise precedes uh, the miraculous. Uh, how many know in this house that praise uh, precedes uh, the miraculous? <clears throat> The reason why we praise God is because we believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The reason why we praise God is because we know that he can do what no other man, no other doctor can do. When the doctor said, I've done all that I can do, there is a God that is still able, amen, to do what man cannot do. Thank God for modern day medicine. Thank God for our doctors. But when they have given up, when there is no more hope, there is still a voice that says, try me there is still somebody that is able amen to do what no one else can do does anybody believe that our God is worthy of our praise does anybody believe that our God is able to do the miraculous can somebody stand to your feet and lift up your hands can somebody stand to your feet and lift up your voice can somebody begin to recognize that the power of the Lord is present to heal Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Come on, somebody begin to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on, somebody can receive a miracle right now. Somebody can receive a miracle right now. Woo. I've seen it happen over and over. The power of the Lord, you may be seated, has come into a place uh, to heal somebody. But the people that the Lord wanted to heal missed out. There have been times when I've missed out. But God forbid that anybody misses out tonight. Because the Lord wants to heal those who know the word. I said that the Lord wants to heal those who know the word of God. But if you don't want to receive it, amen, God can find somebody else who's got the faith to receive it. He could find somebody that's got faith and he would connect with their faith and he would do a miracle for them. Woo! Does anybody believe that? Can you shout hallelujah? I come to tell somebody here tonight, I'm, I'm not just rambling, I'm not just babbling on, but I come to tell somebody that God's got a miracle for you. I said God's got a miracle for somebody in this house. <laughs> I said God's got a miracle for somebody in this place. Hallelujah. I'm trying to be good, but I feel like telling somebody that God's about to give you a financial blessing. The Bible says it's going to be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? I come to tell somebody in this house that God's got a blessing with your name on it. He's got a blessing that nobody can take away from you. Somebody, you just need to praise God in advance for what he's already declared. It's already in the atmosphere. But as you begin to praise God, he will bring it right down to you. Woo! Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so important that we make a joyful noise when Jesus is in the house. There should be no confusion on our part about the proper place and purpose of praise. This city of O'Fallon and this community needs to hear that certain sound, that joyful noise. A church that is silent or in constant mourning sends a wrong message to the community. Now, understand here tonight, I'm not saying that we should just be loud for loud's sake. We shouldn't be loud and obnoxious. No, the Bible tells us that the worship service should be done decently and in order. We are instructed not only to celebrate and to rejoice, but to weep with those who weep. We're not just to praise for praise's sake. Can somebody say amen? However, it is God's will that we do not mourn excessively or keep silent in our praise. But we are to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We are not to hold our peace too long because if we hold our peace, the Bible says, Jesus said, the rocks will cry out what this city needs, what this community needs is to hear the sound of praise. They need to hear a joyful noise unto the Lord. Can somebody clap your hands if you believe that? Can somebody clap your hands and shout amen? The Bible tells us in the book of Ezra, chapter 3, verses 10 through 13, that when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests grabbed their trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, can somebody say Asaph? That's important because the Bible says that they grabbed the symbols to praise the Lord because of what David ordained. And they began to sing together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord. They begin to sing that the Lord is good and that his mercy endures forever. You know, not much has changed over the years. 
I can hear the choir, I can hear the praise team singing tonight that the Lord is good and that his mercy endures forever. That's ordained in the scriptures. Can somebody shout amen? amen. The Bible says all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and the Levites and the chief of the elders, amen, when they had saw those who had saw the first house, when they saw that the foundation of the house was laid before their eyes, the Bible says that they began to weep with a loud voice. Now, they might have been weeping tears of joy. They might have been a little bit sentimental in thanking the Lord, but the context kind of makes it seem like it could be possible that they weren't too pleased because the second temple was not as glorious as Solomon's temple. But the Bible says they begin to weep Amen. With a loud voice. But many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off. I come to make a declaration here at CTK that the praisers must allow their voices to be heard. The world should not have to discern between the goodness of the Lord heard in our praise and the sorrow voice over the past. Now that might be a little bit hard here tonight. I've been preaching at Christ the King for a long time and I don't mean to offend anybody, but can I just make a declaration here tonight in the Holy Ghost uh, that it's time for the praisers uh, to make sure that those outside uh, these four walls have an understanding uh, that God is good, uh, that God is great, uh, and that he is greatly to be praised. Uh, amen. Thank God for the past. Uh, thank God for what got us to this point. Uh, but there should not be continual weeping over the past. Uh, but it's time for the praises to arise. Uh, and to let the shout of joy be heard afar off. What this world needs to hear is the shout of praise. Oh, can somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah? We have to make it discernible for them. The world should not have to discern it for themselves. Uh, we should make it easy for them. We should make it discernible for them. How many of you know uh, that the Lord is good? How many of you know uh, that his mercy endures forever? How many of you know uh, that God's been too good to you uh, to just sit and keep quiet? But you've got to let the world know uh, that his mercy still endures. Uh, his mercy still endures. Uh, his grace can still work. Uh, I say his grace can still work. The Holy Ghost spoke to me in prayer and said the praises are going to identify themselves. The Holy Ghost spoke to me in prayer and said that the worshipers are going to arise. Amen. Something is about to happen in this church. God's about to give this church a mighty revival. And the praisers are going to be an integral part. Can somebody begin to praise the Lord once again? Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, praise. Praise not only spreads the good news about Jesus. Uh, praise not only precedes the miraculous, uh, but it also confuses uh, the enemy. I didn't know if I was going to get here tonight. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Ghost began. You see what you did? You said, I'm going to praise God anyhow. Woo, you know what? You know what I love? People, you know, somebody said, don't judge my glory if you don't know my story. Jesus said those who've been forgiven a little, they love little. Now, it doesn't mean if you've been living for God all your life that you got to go live like the devil. 
That's not what Jesus was saying. But what he did say is that those who have been forgiven of much, love much. I don't know about you, but God has forgiven me of much. As your pastor did today, it's his spiritual birthday. Amen. I've had the Holy Ghost been baptized around the same time, the length of time. Amen. I've been raised in this, but God has forgiven me of a whole lot because I'm not perfect. I said I'm not perfect, so I'm not going to, amen, wait till everything is just perfect and right for me to praise God because I'm not perfect. And the thing I love about people who don't know everything about Pentecost is that they don't care what you think. They don't care what the professional Pentecostals think. They're just going to praise God, but let me just remind us, Pentecostals, uh, like I said last year, the way that we got here, where we are in this beautiful edifice, is because of people on the other side of the tracks that didn't care what the world thought about them. But even when they were persecuted, amen, even when they were talked about, even when they were made fun of, they said, we're going to praise God because his mercy endures forever and his truth to all generations. They had a revelation, mother. Amen. If we could just praise God, the Lord's going to turn things around in our community and look where we are today because of a generation that said we're not going to be silent. We're going to praise and magnify the name because his name is worthy to be praised. Okay, somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Praise confuses the enemy. Be seated just for a few more moments. It's 709. Amen. We're almost there when Gideon's enemy received revelation that they would be defeated by Gideon because the Lord was on his side. The Bible tells that Gideon got a revelation himself about praise. He went and told his men that instead of using swords and shields to fight they were going to praise the Lord because he had already given them the victory so the Bible says in Judges 7 that Gideon and his 300 men that came outside of the camp in the time that was the right time it might not have seemed like the right time strategically as far as military strategies are concerned but the Bible says that they set a new watch and they blew their trumpets, and they broke their pitchers that were in their hands. Gideon sent them out with just, amen, trumpets and jars and lamps in their hands. But the Bible says that when it was the right time, that those 300 men who were set into three companies blew the trumpets. They break their pitchers, and they held the lamps in their hands and the trumpets in their right hand to blow withal, and they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And the Bible says that they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the hosts of the enemy began to run. They cried and they fled, and the 300 men that blew the trumpet, amen, kept on blowing until the Lord, the Bible says, uh, set every man, the enemy, set every man's sword against his fellow. And even throughout the whole entire host and the host fled. When they begin to praise the Lord with just some trumpets and some jars in their hands and lamps. When they begin to break those jars. <laughs> when they begin to lift up their voice in praise. When they begin to blow the trumpet. <laughs> The enemy, amen, said it's all over for us. Uh, that's the sword of the Lord and uh, of Gideon. Uh, and they begin to fight against one another. They begin to defeat one another because praise confuses the enemy. Stand all over this house. The Seattle Seahawks called them the 12th man. 
or the Twelves. To this sports team, they are the greatest fans in the NFL. Their team website states that their fans might cheer from the sidelines, but on the field, they give the Seahawks a 12 on 11 advantage every play. If you don't know football, there's only supposed to be 11 men from one team on the field. But they say that their fans give them 12 men on the field. The 12s have had such an impact on their team's success, especially back in the 80s and when they recently won a Super Bowl, that the team retired the number 12 in honor of them on December the 15th, 1984. In 2003, they were honored again with the flag with the number 12 on it being raised in their honor before every game starting on October the 12th, 2003. They have made such an impact in the game on opposing teams that during a game in 2005 against the New York Giants, they caused them to have 11 penalties and three missed field goals. Later, the coach dedicated the winning game ball to the 12th man during a game in 2011 in the playoffs. They shouted so loud after their running back went into beast mode to score a touchdown that it is said that it felt like an earthquake. They were shouting to the top of their lungs that there are those who, are, who follow all of that, the Richter scale or whatever you call that, that notice sizable activity as a result of their shout. It is said that those fans shout so loud you can't even think for yourself. They are by far the loudest fans, and their praise and support of their team confuses the opposing team. Ladies and gentlemen, can I submit to you here tonight that just like the Seahawks fans, when you praise God, it confuses the enemy. Instead of the enemy winning, he loses. It knocks the enemy off of his game plan. When you begin to praise God, the Lord will set an ambush for your enemy through your praise and will bring you the victory. Can I remind Christ the King Apostolic Church that your praise gives you victory. God gives victory through praise. As the musicians come, as the praise singers come so you can know that I'm finished preaching. I've got one more minute. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 how the Lord fought for his people and set an ambush that confused their enemies through praise. Whenever Jehoshaphat heard that the Moabites and the Ammonites and even the Syrians had come to fight against him. They were too much for him to fight. The Bible says that he feared and he set himself to seek the Lord. He even proclaimed a, flag, a fast throughout all of Judah. The Bible says that even Judah themselves gathered together to ask help of the Lord. And as they began to seek the Lord, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse number 14 that there was one by the name of Jehaziel who was the son of Zechariah. He was a Levite of the sons of Asaph. Can somebody say Asaph? They were the ones who were, amen, ordained to lead and praise. He was a descendant of Asaph. And the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in the midst of the congregation. And he said, amen, listen up all of Judah and all of you that dwell in Jerusalem and even you King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. You may be dismissed. It's 715. Turn somebody, shake their hands. You may go. Can I preach for two more minutes?
The Bible says, he said the battle. That's somebody's word here tonight. I said, that's somebody's word here tonight. <laughs> the battle is not yours. It is God's. <laughs> Woo, I feel a witness of the spirit right now. I said, I feel a witness of the spirit right now. Don't worry about what you're going through. Don't worry about who's coming against you. This battle doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. Okay, somebody clap your hands and can you shout hallelujah? Amen. The Lord gave them specific instructions through Jehaziel. And the Bible says that he said to them, you will not need to fight in this battle. You don't need your sword. You don't need your spears. You don't need your javelins. You don't need your shields. You're not going to have to fight in this battle. But set yourselves and stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not nor be dismayed. For tomorrow when you go out, the Lord is going to be with you. The Bible says Jehoshaphat bowed his head and began to praise. Amen. The Bible says the inhabitants of Judah began to worship the Lord. Even the Levites, the Bible says, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on how. The praises began to identify themselves. They said instead of being fearful, we're going to get up and praise God. And the Bible says, amen, the next day, the next morning, that Jehoshaphat instructed them, if you believe in the Lord, if you believe his prophecy, prophets you're going to prosper and then he said he appointed singers that they should praise the beauty of holiness he set the army in their camps to praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever and then this is what the Bible says when they began to pray when they began to sing and to praise the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir which were come against Judah and they were smitten. Amen. They were so defeated that the people of God went and flew in on the spoil. They went and got all the gold and all the jewelry, all the, amen, the wealth of the enemy they can get. Uh, the Bible says they begin to celebrate. Uh, they begin to bless the Lord in the name of the Lord. They called that place the Valley of Barakah because God had given them victory through praise. I come to tell somebody that praise confuses the enemy. It sets an ambush to the enemy. When you begin to praise and magnify the wonderful name of the Lord, something uh, begins to happen. I wonder if all over this house, it doesn't matter how loud you lift up your voice, uh, but somebody release your faith right now. Somebody open up your mouth uh, and somebody begin to praise God. You might be in a valley right now. The enemy might be coming against you, but don't be afraid of your enemy. But instead, lift up your head, lift up your eyes towards the hills from whence cometh your help. Come on, somebody put your trust and faith in God.